and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. My name is Everett, and I'll be your host, and welcome to our episode over A Monster Calls. This was a movie we hadn't um, heard about a lot, you know, it wasn't advertised very much, but nonetheless, we had discovered it and decided to go see it and have the conversation. It was... Um, interesting there's a lot of um you know sad stuff in this movie but i think we sandwiched it pretty well between light-hearted stuff at the end and beginning so i hope you enjoy it but before that there are spoilers for the movie of course as well as some minor spoilers for lilo and stitch and spider-man 3 but nothing too worrisome i'm sure also, sorry about the clicking of the pin this episode. Apparently, I couldn't stop doing it for whatever reason and didn't realize it till post. And I'm, I'm sorry if it bothers you. Other than that, enjoy the conversation. Yeah, I, was, uh, I messaged Kyle beforehand and said, Hey, did you see Monster Calls? And he said, No, not yet. Are you recording tonight? And I'm like, Yeah, but <laughs> if you were going to. I was just saying because Trent was originally going to be on, but he couldn't make it. But Yeah. So I was going to ask. I know that you had said to him that it was Tuesday, which it wouldn't have made any difference because it's not like he can just cancel class or whatever. But right. I thought, I thought it was Tuesday, I, uh, but I was, I was like, I couldn't remember. I was like, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Like, it hit me today. Like, I was struggling with it all day. I was like, okay, I haven't heard anything. Uh, I just said it because you said Tuesday originally. Okay, yeah. I thought so. Which? Uh, or I thought, yeah. I, yeah well, is this on? So I didn't hear a thing. Yeah, I can't hear anything either. Oh, yeah, is same. it plugged in over there, Seth? Uh, the headphone amp. It? So I always walk it's in. It's just yeah. that white plug. Yeah, yes. it's plugged in. Is it on? Oh, there you go. Bop, bop, bop. Before we actually get into the movie, um, I'm eating. I was going. Th- I was just digging online earlier today, trying to get prepared for the podcast, and I found kind of related to this. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's top ten movies were posted on Rotten Tomatoes today. And that's based off of huh. uh, critic scores. Interesting. And so I, I I broke it down to just the top five to share with you guys because I thought it was pretty cool because it's mostly nerdy uh, up at our top. So number five, Galaxy Quest. Number four, Dave. Number three, Ghostbusters. Dave. Dave. It's a comedy film, I guess. Is that the one with the alien? No. No, no that's no. Paul. I got right. <laughs> Male <Close>. name. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Steve on. Uh, yeah, three Ghostbusters, two alien, and one aliens. Awesome. Yep. And I finally can check most of those off my list. I need to see Dave. Except now. for Dave, because I don't. I I've not <laughs> even seen Dave. Yeah. Uh, and I keep up with her. Yeah, I would think you've seen all of them. Uh, you haven't seen Avatar, though. I know. I that, know. Right? And, like, here's my thing with Avatar. Like, we went through it, I think, one time. Um, there she was loves so, Avatar. so much. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Pizza Doom. Um, there was so much hype with Avatar mm-hmm. and so much emphasis on, like, oh, it's the special. Like, you got to see the you've special gotta effects. You've got to see the special effects. She really loves the movie, and I don't like it. <laughs> so I just like I, I was, I was like, unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, and like the the previews, like I'd watch them, and they did nothing for me. And I was like, I feel like this is a retelling of Dances with Wolves or something. Pocahontas <laughs> or Pocahontas. Shut up. Um, 
I remember Everett slept the room. You and two had gotten in a Everett. huge ar- argument about this before. It'll never end because I still love the movie. Yeah. Uh, well. Everett just left the room. And for any anybody listening, uh, if you come into Everett's house, you see uh, a nice little uh, bookshelf. And it's got like pops, pop figures and whatnot. And there's one of uh, Mia Jovovich from The Fifth Element, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at Everett today, he's channeling Corbin Dallas Corbin from the Fifth Element, Dallas. aka Bruce Willis, because you got oh, your bright orange shirt, you got your blonde, blonde hair, hair right. and that's you got funny. your black pants. <laughs> those are technically my pops. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie, though. Um, seen it. We'll have to do that sometime. But I yeah, actually just you've got seen it. Haven't I you? got ragged on no by my manager. Are you kidding? Last time I saw him, yeah. you've never seen Fifth you've Element. You've never told us this. Uh, yeah. I thought we've watched it no, together. No, we watched uh, Unbreakable together. Good uh, God, we need movie. to. That was a great movie. Just cancel this let's so go one day, watch it one day we're gonna watch avatar we should do avatar on this because uh yeah. i just avoided it because it just never grabbed me and everybody's I like, like oh it. special effects like i never heard one thing about the story it was always like, i like you it. have to see the spectacle both well both. speaking of uh bruce willis and unbreakable i wanted to get into our upcoming stuff um starting from furthest away uh, February 10th, John Wick 2 and Lego Batman come out the same weekend. So I will definitely be checking out Lego Batman. I could care less about John Wick. Did you see the first one? I saw like 45 minutes of it and lost interest. Oh, okay. <sighs> Man, I was into it so much. Were Which one you? I don't well, care for like it. the normal action film. Yeah. And you don't care about dogs. That's it was what's so wrong much, with you. It was so much different. <laughs> I don't know I, what I, this is. I have to be in the mood we'll for a movie, to you. a movie like that. It's kind of like Taken, right? Like I with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that movie. <laughs> well, uh, right. Okay. So I like those movies, but I have to be in the mood for those kind of movies. Like, because okay. it's essentially just a very nonsensical action flick. Yes, okay. but if you want to see the most nonsensical action flick you've ever seen, your eyes will ever ever experience. It is called Shoot 'Em Up, and there is a guy that gets killed by a carrot. Wow. It is awesome. <laughs> I'll write that down. <laughs> um, uh. So we'll probably we might do podcasts for those. Uh, then we've got the GC, the Geek Cinema Awards, sometime in february i think the oscars is february 27th so we got to get before that that way okay. right. I'm that way they can't beat us eating on the podcast <laughs> i don't think i've ever ate on the podcast yep. so um, I win. Nope. but back to unbreakable bruce willis m night Shyamalan's new movie Shyamalan. Com- Shyamalan. split comes out this weekend <laughs> i want to see that and uh kindle and i were talking about maybe doing an m night just run over like talk about his movies in general um, next no, week, I talked about binge watching them all day Saturday and then going next weekend. Okay, well, either way, we're gonna see the new movie and possibly do a podcast over his movies and then do a podcast over Split. Uh, if you're interested, Seth, I don't know. Sure, uh, I've, I, he knows I nothing know about I, it. Yeah. I mean, you can you can binge watch the movies with us too if you want. Yeah, yeah, not uh, sure. Yeah, how many have you seen? I don't know. <laughs> I know you've seen, seen signs. I, oh signs, yeah, I seen that. Signs, the, the village. No, you've never seen the Sixth Sense. No, really? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've already. You were alive, right? You. Yeah, you no. were alive. Yes. Oh, I, you were I alive. Thought, yes. I thought you were asking if I. I'm not alive currently. <laughs> <laughs> Are you alive? Are no. you breathing? <laughs> um, but you've seen Unbreakable. Yeah, that was a great uh, movie. Lady in the Water. The village? Did you? No. Did somebody ever say that? No, I haven't seen it. I did, of those. but he ignored me. The there, happening. There's the, the happening. happening. 
It's I've never seen. seen it. I've never seen the happening. Mm. I liked it. Let's see. A lot There's, of people. Hate oh, it. the last Airbender. The last. Airbender. I've never seen that either, and I'll never watch it. Okay. You, you should will. watch it. No, you should, should at least watch here. it you know just what? to like you talk should about watch how it. I'll cry. So about about I'll cry. <laughs> I, I thought I thought of it. I thought of a really like a fun series actually. Uh, we could do is like look at the worst geek movies like ever, and it's like so bad we want to cry. And uh, Aragon. God. Well, I mean, there's Movie's that, so bad. or there's just like, there's a, there's Last Airbender. Mm. Um, there's a lot we could rope into that. If you wanted to do Super Mario Brothers, we could shed a tear over that. <laughs> I don't um, want to. Shed or like any tears Superman, for that. Superman Four. Watch Superman Four. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I don't know. That could be fun. So the ones that aren't guilty pleasures for They're anybody. They're absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do you know they made action figures for that movie? That. What? The Super Mario Bros. No. Uh, they were. We went to a video game museum this weekend. I saw that. And they had action figures for the movie. Weird. Hmm. They I were ugly. Catch that. Super ugly. <laughs> or like the '70s Spider-Man film. You want to watch something Ooh. really sad? Spider-Man cannot do whatever a spider can, and. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll look forward to that, I think. But other than that, it is Kendall's birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. She's super amused. She's music. so happy. <laughs> She's freaking out. It's not a happy birthday, I guess. I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. From well, birthday surprises. I did ask you to make me pizza, and you didn't do it. Oh, God. I had an old lady ask me what you got me for my oh birthday, my and I had to say, Nothing. I took you to Ikea. I bought you a dresser. I didn't need it. I got a dresser. <laughs> you got a dresser? Wow. Yeah, I've got a dresser. It's not put together. Oh. Uh, is that what's in the living room? In all oh, the boxes? yeah, in all the boxes. Okay. Yeah. Some of them. Some <clears throat> of them are empty. And now you're going to get to talk with your friends. Mm. Destiny's not here. About a depressing movie. Mm. God. Before we jump into this, let's before we, before we dive into Monsters... Monster calls. Like, have you watched anything this week? No. No. Oh yeah, I have. Overwatch. What did you watch? I saw La La Land. Shut did you up. like it? Shut I up. loved it. Yeah. It's on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's high on my list. Mm-hmm. You don't have a list. Mm-hmm. I went back I and uh, so you guys are gonna binge the M Night Shyamalan movies. Shyamalan Ding Dong. Uh, coming up this weekend, I'm going to binge watch the rest of the Resident Evil films because of the new ones coming out. And uh, I watched the first one just the other night, and I was I was surprised how actually how good it was, like how how much it held up. Uh, mm. Aside from the CGI, there was a few moments the CGI is absolutely terrible, but uh, just watching it again, like we've ha- we've had so much zombie movies and things like that and TV shows it's kind of zombie overload yeah i i expected it to be i don't know i expected it to be really really bored through most of it like okay we've seen this we've done this and i've seen it before mm. um but was surprised like how many like different like since we started talking about movies all of us i started kind of i watch movies differently than most people anyway but like i really start paying attention to the like real subtle things mm-hmm. that movie has a lot of interesting subtle things in it that i never picked up on Wow, um, I've never. Uh, no, I've only seen parts of Resident Evil movies, and I don't know. 
Yeah. Which ones they were. They're kind of like, they don't put numbers on them. So it's like, yeah. hey, which which one goes where? Like, I think there's one on TV when I was with Everett at one point. You were with Everett? Or maybe I was with Not with me. Kyle. <laughs> I was with Kyle. Oh, yeah. Melton. Oh, who, yeah. Why? I don't know why I had to specify that. He's the only Kyle. Does that yeah, mean you were dating Kyle? I don't think you had to specify who you were with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was with, I, I swear I was with him and it was on and he. Well, I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And he's like, "You've never seen this movie." That is my story. But thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but so much, so much of the slow motion shots in that movie are exactly like the first Underworld. They're made by the same company. Oh. But like, I was watching, and I was like, "Hey, like, you could just like put lichens here instead of zombies." You Which know, would be better. Hmm. Maybe. 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 Not a zombie guy. I no, gotta go no, to the theater. Nor I. Kendall's going to go to the theater, but before she does that, and before we get talking, I've got an, a little a present. Oh. For me? So, for Kendall? Yeah, this is this is a new segment of the show, if I can for call me? it that. For Kendall. Is it for me? It is for you. Huh. Are you ready? I don't know okay. if I want it. I, I, I just, guys, I prepared this oh, okay. just before the podcast. Is it a song? <laughs> what are you doing? <clears throat> Oh my god, it is a song. How did they call that? Because you know him. If you start singing. Happy birthday. Kendall. Why do you do this stuff? I'm so glad it's Kendall's birthday. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Sugar and spice. Kindle's birthday. Pretty girl smells. Less funny because I know where you got it. <laughs> oh well, I thought it. I thought of it before the podcast, and um, I don't know where it Jordan came from, but, uh, Moses sing that to me every year. <laughs> Cracked me up. Like I was like, "Where is this going?" <laughs> I think I cried a little. I think I still got the pipes. That's terrible. Oh, you do. You're the worst. Well, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That was beautiful. Um, no, I'm, Kendall. I'm interested. Oh, right. Sorry. It's not his birthday. <laughs> I'm interested of everybody's thoughts about this in general. Um, uh, the song? I gave it a... You nine. give it a sh- out of... Sh- <laughs> nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so very much, Seth. But the movie, A Monster Calls, uh, I had never heard of the book, never heard of the movie. Um, I know it Me went either. to the festivals... But I didn't um, hear about it until late December, and it started showing up in my Facebook as ads, and it said, it just had, like, the picture of 
the boy laying next to a tree and it said a monster calls is supposed to be et meets something else that i liked and i don't remember what it was i tried forever looking for that ad today and i couldn't figure it out um did you google et meets yeah i did everything in my power i literally spent like 15 minutes couldn't find it oh well i was convinced of seeing this movie especially after i saw the cast and um then when i brought it up on the podcast you said you were gonna go you'd go see it Mm -hmm. after us and then we'd talk about on tuesday yeah why did you have interest I'm curious. <laughs> uh, a lot of reasons. Um, he means Sigourney Weaver. You know, actually, uh, she was not what caught me on this one. Um, I saw the preview. And I will tell you that I got, like, the movie I anticipated and the movie I saw were two very different, sort of different things. I, I definitely saw it was about a kid who in my vision had an imagine essentially an imaginary friend um that was this monster and that was kind of how he was getting through things especially like the big moment in the trailer was the uh, the cafeteria scene mm-hmm. and so it looked like that but I, I i mean like i looked at that and i saw what it was and i was like okay like there's people around they're not acknowledging the monster like this is something he's kind of this is his coping mechanism for getting through um because he's obviously having a rough childhood um so i thought i was kind of coming of age is kind of what i thought this mm-hmm. was and i had interest because like i had a really uh my my childhood was not the best and things like that are kind of what got me through as certain parts in uh of that past so my interest was captured because i've never seen i've never seen such a I've never seen it done in such a way. Mm. Like it's always like a friend, uh, like a kid has like a something cute and cuddly, like, like yeah. Lilo and stitch. Yeah. Right. Stitch is there essentially. Um, he is what gets Lilo through her traumatic family experiences and growing pains with her sister. Mm. That's why stitch is there. Um, now I have to write spoilers for Lilo and stitch. You do. <laughs> um, so stitch isn't real. <laughs> no, Stitch is real. That's what I thought. That's not what he's saying. No, it's not what it, the heck I'm out just of saying me. that they use him as a plot device. Like mm-hmm. that's what okay. It, that, that's that what his sense. yeah. That's what his point is. And here, I've never seen it done where it's like there's a monster. There's a, like a kid creates mm-hmm. a creature. It's always like it's a person. It's a being. It's something, but it's not a monster. It's Groot. Um, yeah, no. kind of like yeah, it's tree beard. But uh, so that caught my eye, That's and that I was like, I have to see this. And then I saw this movie, and like had my heart broken a hundred different times <laughs> throughout the movie. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Like you a holes. <laughs> And I, was I can't. I can't wait to talk about the ending of the movie with you guys. But yeah, that's why. Okay, I wasn't sure because um, uh, J A. JJ. By by, Bayona, I guess is his last name. Hmm. Um, the director, uh, he directed a horror movie called, The Orphanage. Yeah, it was good. And I assumed you had seen that, and I had. that may have been an interest that you had. No. Connected. I... So that's interesting. Um, what so about I, me next? Had you? I had seen it um, uh, before I, when I watched, brought it up. Yeah, before you brought it up. Because okay. uh, I had watched Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm-hmm. That's right. Both um, Awasa Theater and The Warren. And the trailer played for both of those. First time I saw it, well, I 
I I was annoyed not because of the trailer but because I had noisy people in the back and they were I was already worried that they were going to disrupt my movie. Ugh, jerks. Yeah. And the rest of the trailers that played before Kubo were just god awful looking kids movies. Just Did you get the really one about the dog? Did you see that one? Oh, the one where the dog reincarnates. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that. No, I saw that on YouTube recently, and that looks. Oh yeah, the other night. I think it's fine. You guys are weird. Um, I think I think it looks fine, but I think it's it's definitely going to be like a Marley and Me kind of movie. Oh yeah. I uh, so I saw the trailer for it, and I was uh, interested, but. I knew that Liam Neeson was voicing mm-hmm. a monster, and I didn't really. I guess I didn't really listen to him, but in my mind, I, that made me not excited. Like I didn't want to watch it because, just, as a kid, as a kid, he played three big roles that I really, really liked, which okay. was Aslan, Qui Gon, and Rachel Ghoul. You don't kid, have to count on your fingers. Middle school, but. Like so, in my mind, when I hear his voice, I think of those characters. I forgot he was Aslan. So, so it distracts me. It just interesting. It takes me See, out. Yeah, I it. would have thought you as that you would have been excited because you're like Liam Neeson in a fan, another fantasy movie. This is my it, dream. You well, it. I, I don't know. It bothers me because it just takes me out of it. It takes out my focus from the story. Would you prefer yeah, he just stops that. acting in no, the movie? No, no, because oh, I. I mean, I'm not saying that he made me not like this movie at all. Because, I mean, I actually his performance was great, and it, I didn't think about those characters at all because his delivery was actually like voice acting, and they shove a ton bass tone on his. Oh voice. yeah, it's. And there's also some modulation going yeah. on there too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Bruce Campbell. I saw Bruce Campbell, like I can, I can relate. I saw Bruce Campbell yeah. in obviously Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and like for forever will be Ash. Like I have tried to watch other things and mm. like, that's Ash. Like that's, it's, it's Ash. Well, yeah. technically they're all except Ash, for, but. Except for one. There's one that he broke the cycle on and it's called Bubba Hotep. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that when, he's the, when he's the French waiter. I didn't yeah. think Ash at all. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, so when I had watched the trailer, um, at least the first time, wasn't excited. But I kind of figured out it. Oh, I got to write down Spider-Man 3. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw it in the Warren again when I went to see Kubo. And that time, I was... Uh, I I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have any expectations for it. I just wanted to. And see And you it. did. You did not read the book before this. No, I had. No, I didn't. Because you're our I'd big. You're a it. big bookie. Yeah, bibliophile. Yes, of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. No, I I never read it. And yeah. I I don't want your fingers on my my books. Because <laughs> you're made a bibliophile. A, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to touch them. <laughs> I just want to caress their spines. To grope your books, Kendall. You don't. You don't have an opinion necessarily. You would. You did. You did. You have any expectations for the movie? Um. Before? All I knew of this was the name. Okay. And I like that. Did you enjoy Never going even in saw blind a though? Picture. So I was expecting a horror. <laughs> I think was Destiny too. We went. Yes. Kendall invited her best friend Destiny to go with us as well, and uh, I didn't think anything of it in that way. 
Um, I did, and I thought it was funny. I think I had brought I up E.T. meets whatever. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I listen to you. Okay. Well, I thought that was funny when <laughs> we were when we were on the way there, and Kendall <laughs> says, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a horror movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't say anything because I'm like, you know what? correct me, so Destiny went in thinking it's a horror movie. I want her to go in blind. Movie. Yeah. And, and yeah. she went surprised. in extra, yeah. bro- bl- extra blind. <laughs> So we I both mean, I could see no that being bad, clue. like when you're you and your friend have drinks right next to each other, and so you're like, "Oh, here's my tea," but it's actually like Pepsi, and you're like, Ugh! "That's the worst." Like, because Pepsi is not the, the worst thing in the world, but when it's when you're expecting tea something else yeah. in your mind, and then yeah. you taste that I've Pepsi, done that. oh, that's not fun. So I, I hate could see it that when being you think bad. It's Pepsi and it's tea. That's the worst. Mm. Like this movie presented it like the trailer to me looked like a kid like like I said like maybe going through like parents yeah, divorce or something I, uh, and it was gonna be like thing. having adventures with his mm-hmm. his made up imaginary that's exactly friend. what I was thinking that's why I wasn't really all that excited man like cancer sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um because we started the film and I wasn't expecting that I I, oh. I was I mean E T does it has some like cry ish moments right. But, man, I was not expecting this movie to be what it was. So we start it, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I'm thinking, okay, is the monster real? Is he not? Um, and then I'm like, I think the first sign, they, they, they've got these cool stylistic shots in this movie that mm-hmm. I really enjoy, mm-hmm. like on the pencil inside the sharpener and yes. all the close-ups. But there was a kind of fuzzy close-up of a I think it was like a dresser or something and I just saw pills and I'm mm-hmm. like okay is his mom is sick right or is she um just an addict or something and then we see her with short hair and I'm like if she has cancer I swear <laughs> <laughs> and boy did she oh <laughs> boy, man boy did she <laughs> yeah okay, and it was interesting um because we had just recently seen Felicity Jones in Rogue One mm-hmm. and then we saw her in this and this blew my mind with her acting <laughs> ability. Like, completely different role. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It was great. Like, she did, she did a fantastic job. She did, she did a great job. Which, of course, she's not the only a- actress, but because we had just I, seen Yeah. Her. I mean, I, w- I was really blown away by, like, I've seen the Sigourney Weaver do a lot of different roles, mm. but this is one of her best. Like, it, I really like, like, her pain and her anguish and, like, her just raw emotion, like, especially after about halfway through the movie when the kid destroys the room she just yeah. walks in and throws the rest of the cabinet down like you i felt that it was like mm. damn like i don't know uh that was amazing and this kid this kid is going to be something oh my great God. if they oh, as man. long as they don't put him in a bunch of terrible things yeah. like this kid could kid could be something he great. blew me away like yeah. that's some of the yeah. best i want to talk about that real mm-hmm. quick because we're already talking about him um i was thinking the exact same thing today and um, J. A. Boyana, or I'm gonna I think mess it's that up. or something. Bayona, Bayona, Bayona. <laughs> hey, the only movie I've seen him do is The Impossible, which is the a movie based on a true story about a Spanish family who is oh, in yeah. um, the 2012 uh, tsunami oh, okay. in Asia. I guess. And uh, they were over part? there. It's played. It's portrayed by Naomi Watts and uh, Ewan McGregor, mm. and then their kids. And one of them was Tom Holland, who we've seen 
uh, Spider-Man right. now. He's going to be our Peter Parker. Yes. And um, when I saw that movie, that's how I thought about him. I was like, this kid is going places because he did a fantastic job. And so, um, which funny thing, he actually did it was a stand-in as the monster before they started shooting the green screen stuff. Like when they were just recording with uh, the actor, the... Um, we should probably name him Lewis Mac MacDougall is the kid in this movie. Um, so when he was doing some of his parts, they had Tom Holland standing in, so he could actually act with someone. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so um, J. A. Bayona is great at picking <clears throat> these kids out. Yeah. As, yeah. As well, the prodigies. orphanage, like that little girl in the orphanage, is terrifying. Mm hmm. So I'll have to catch it. Maybe. He probably won't. Um, maybe I don't know. It's just Spanish. Is that one all in Spanish? And that was interesting. I Before this, I was on YouTube, and I was looking at some behind-the-scenes stuff, and it had no um, voiceover. It was just all just random shots of them working. Be and yeah, be almost all of their um, crew, or a, a large majority of it, seemed like they were all Spanish. He tends to, like, I was kind of reading into it a little bit. He tends to work with the same crew. Yeah, like, and that seems like it's his first language, obviously, because mm -hmm. he has kind of broken English. Um but it's really kind of cool, and yeah. I'm wondering. It's interesting. I'm wondering if like how many of them don't speak English, and the act, the English actors there. Right. But well, it's kind of like I mean, there there are directors that only they only work with certain crews, and those crews follow them around. Um, like John Carpenter's one. John Carpenter's crew is very much like has been the, essentially the same crew since Halloween, and it is st like it still is. Those people like they're like I could go make three times as much money working for the, in the studio system, but I come here because this guy's real. This guy doesn't lose his temper. He doesn't throw like tantrums like a child. Like he treats us like adults, treats us like family. And I think that's kind of what this director also has going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but I'm excited to see what more he comes out with. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I see <clears throat> future-wise, he is signed on to do the next Jurassic World movie. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I so, didn't know there was going to be more. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, that's right after, I might've been before it hit theaters. They, they said signed it was going to be a trilogy. A trilogy. Yeah. Dang. Why yeah. wouldn't they just end on the high note? Because that's what studios do. Yeah. You have How to many make Saw it a, movies did we get? You have to make it a franchise like, now. Are yeah. we getting another one? Yeah, we're just getting another one. Why? Because like they spend a million dollars and they make 60 million back. Like Gross. Yeah, um, but I'm excited to see what else he can do. Yeah, because uh, like like I said, this it had so much style to it with those close up mm -hmm. shots, and then the monster itself looked great, incredible. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does with dinosaurs. Right. But uh, also, it was cool to see his, his behind the scenes work. Like on some of those close ups, he was the one doing the pencil and whatnot. But uh, they actually had uh practical head of the monster built up and hands. Yeah, I was going to say so he had hands too. They could work with uh, during some of those shots and I'm sure they just over covered it um, in post. But yeah, I thought that's cool. I noticed there was for sure practical in the uh, the very end in the hospital room. Mm -hmm. Like those hands. Yeah, the, the hand like, actually moves. They had a yeah. mechanical one. Uh, but Yeah. Um I don't know. Like uh, this movie was just. 
I've seen like okay here here's the thing and the reason why the fly is a masterpiece to me is because the fly like rips my heart out every single time I watch it that's why <laughs> and like that's only why I watch it once in a great while so I never lose that effect this movie had very much that same kind of effect not mm-hmm. like really close I don't know and it just uh I don't know. Like I really ga- I really cared about all the characters. Yeah. And I hated the dad too because in a broken family, a lot of the times like there's the there's the kid and they live with say the mom majority of the time, right? So the mom is an actual parent. And mm. the parent that comes on the weekends or once in a while is a fun parent. Like mm. they're like the fun uncle or whatever, yeah. okay? What did the dad do whenever he first picked up the kid? Took him somewhere fun. Took him to an, a theme park. And I was like, yeah. that's real life. I see those situations and hear about those situations all the time. I was like, that's, I liked how it actually like painted reality. It mm. wasn't like the guy showed up and it's like, oh, I got to be serious. And da da da. It was like, hey, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be your friend because that's, I'm that role in our, in this relationship. Hmm. Um, I liked that a lot. That was a really nice touch. I liked, um, I liked how he didn't the uh man what was his name uh what was the kid's name uh Connor Connor yeah. Connor I liked O'Malley. how yeah Connor O'Malley I liked how Connor uh I like I liked how he didn't get along with Sigourney Weaver's the grandma I yeah. liked that a lot like there was a lot of like the whole family aside like his mom was his world and how disjointed the family unit was here felt real like mm-hmm. it and it just pulled me in even more yeah and uh i was watching an interview with uh the kid that plays him i'm gonna forget his name again lewis lewis um and liam were doing an interview and I think I liam that. was talking about just the the talking about what the how the movie affected him and how the kid has to conjure the monster because he has nobody to share this terrible life he is living right now mm-hmm. with. He has nobody to talk about it with, and that's why he's suppressing these feelings this entire movie until the end. Yeah, and I mean, it, this movie was a big glob of reality because we all... Mm. Um, it told you these three tales, right? Yeah. And I loved, I loved the opening the, mm-hmm. with, like, all the um, yeah. the clockwork and everything. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I thought that was all we were going to get of it because I don't remember seeing anything in the pre- the trailer for, of any of the stories. Mm-mm. They didn't show any of that, which was, is awesome. Yeah. Um, but whenever we went into like the, the, the stories, like we got that fantastic artwork. Yeah. Like it was, it kind of reminded me of, uh, is it... Uh, is it Deathly Hollows Part oh, yeah, 1 Deathly or Hall- Part yeah. 2? Yeah, Part 1. Part mm-hmm. 1, okay. That's what I thought of too. Yeah, they, they kind of did something similar. Uh, but here, I I don't know, it was it was, it was was similar but different. Yeah, you know? it was definitely more colorful. Yeah, but in all those stories, you had your lead character that ended up not being such a great person. Mm-hmm. Like, they were gray. And we're all, I feel like that's, that's reality. Like, there's mm-hmm. yeah, people. Yeah, the monster even says that. Yeah. He says, uh, I'm going to mess up the quote, but I'm pretty sure he says, there's not always a good guy or even a bad guy. Most of us are somewhere in between. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's reality. Like mm-hmm. we are all, we all have selfish feelings. We all, um, 
you know, like some people might see us as one thing and like that's their perception of us, but in reality, like we're all pretty gray. This is way too deep for Kindle. <laughs> she's dying. Um, well, she's, she's like also the, tired. The story, the story parts, especially for me, because I, I mean, I love books and I love storytelling and whatnot. Like they were incredible because they were the with those kind of characters. Like I'm, pro, I'm super partial to those kind of characters mm-hmm. myself. But um, also these stories were awesome in the sense of like the main character takes them in his own sort of way. Yeah. He he makes them mean what he wants them to mean. Projects to fit onto his, them. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't mean that at all. Right. Which is a, also very realistic with a lot of stories that mm-hmm. have been passed down and whatnot. People taking them one way when really they don't mean that way at all and they're actually dark and they think they try to twist them into their like yeah. sort of happy sort of things. I love it. I yeah. love that so much. Um, And... Like at the very end, like his truth is that he's ready for his mom to die. Yeah. And that, that really, okay. Like that resonated with me a lot because I, I'm somebody that I, if I know somebody like a family member or friend or something is really sick, I have a hard time. A lot of people get like postpartum depression when they have a baby or something. Like I just I I skip the I skip right to that as soon as I find out somebody might be dying or might not be coming back or or is really sick or something. It's kind of like I start distancing myself and I have to st- like I have to watch that because I will. That's one of my flaws. Like I will completely just like block that person off and slowly they will be just like wiped out from my life. Um, it's not that I don't care. It's that if you're further away. I don't get hurt as much. Yeah. And that's what this kid was going through. And like that hit me at the very end. I was like, damn it. <laughs> like it just <laughs> what what did I watch? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, oh. And it also portrayed um the mental toll that it, it takes. Like he was angry. And especially the cafeteria scene, that's when it, everything yeah. kind of explodes. Yeah. Um, also extremely realistic. And, like, he wasn't just distancing, distancing himself from the situation. Like, he was dis- distancing, that's hard to say, himself from, like, everything. Yeah. And everyone. He had yeah. no friends. And as a matter of fact, like, he was... He s- loved getting beat up on by the other kids. Some people need that... Uh, like they need their physical pain to somehow be manifested. Yeah. And I thought he was just punishing himself for because of what he thought. I think it's, it's I could see that. It's, yeah, I, I could see that. I also thought that it was, I thought it was ma- like a little bit of that, but also like he's just, um, he's hurting. Like, yeah. And he's, he's like, I just, and I, I need to feel something. Like uh, a lot of times when you like hear people talk about, like, God, the dark like uh whenever like people are talking about why they like hurt themselves and stuff like yeah, that yeah no it's, it's exactly the same it's thing. not necessarily sometimes like feeling that pain like brings you back a yeah. little bit it feels good yeah yeah sometimes you don't feel it at all <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> you don't but i mean like that's essentially like that's where he that's where he went like he needed he needed something yeah it's like he was he was falling off the edge or he was standing at the edge, I guess. Right. So nobody's read the book. I would be curious to read the book. I, um, 
Well, one I didn't watch very many, uh, very much stuff before this. Um, but one thing I did watch, just because I was super curious, and it didn't even help with, you know, learning more about the movie or anything. It was like eleven minutes of Liam Neeson reading just the opening mm-hmm. of the book, and for one, he did a great job reading it. And uh, another, the writing was really cool, and I'm actually interested in reading it. Like I, I, I feel like I. Was the, like I will. was the art in the book, like, I mean, I'm assuming there was illustrated pages in it because, like... Uh, I'm not sure. I, it just, it seems like it, there might be. I don't yeah. know why, but I, I looked at it, uh, like, online. Oh. And it looks like it's kind of a bigger a bigger book that would have illustrations in it. I don't know if it does or cool. doesn't. Cool, that, that'd, be, that'd be really cool. I mean, the thing that I really liked about just that opening is, like, the way the writer writes... Mm-hmm. is in such a detail oriented like you can like see it all happening it was it was incredible yeah i i just was curious if maybe the artist that was involved in the book did the art in the movie i, I, really I could else. see that because definitely uh the writer of the book wrote the screenplay for this mm-hmm. so i could is it's it possible patrick, patrick neal is, that is his it name? a kid's patrick book ness ness um, yeah it's 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 a young adults a young book. adult so it has pictures. I don't know. I that I was. I'm gonna look. Okay. Now that we're talking about it, I was like, uh, I didn't expect pictures, and then you said that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the those parts at all. Which I really liked all the actual shots of the movie. Uh, it was, it was a good mixture of like a actual big budget Hollywood drama film mm. and an indie film. Like it was almost. It wasn't one or the other. Gotcha. It felt very much like both. And then the actual CG monster looked great. But then once we went into that first one, I mean, he, and uh, Connor says, whoa. And the monster's like, yeah, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how I feel. Because yeah. <laughs> this is, looks so cool. Um, okay, so the book does have illustrations in it. And actually, like, randomly will have birds and vines on different pages as well. Ooh, I love it when books ha. do that. But uh, it's not the same artist. Mm-hmm. But it's very, it is very similar to what we see in the movie. Okay. Was there anything you didn't like about the movie? No. Uh, I didn't like how much, um, what's her name? Scorny Weaver, Felicity nope. Jones. Felicity Jones. How much her mousiness bothered me. Her what? Mousiness. Mousiness. Explain. I've heard people call her mousy. She is mousy, but I didn't notice in Rogue One. Like quiet? No, the way she looks. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> what? She looks like a mouse? Yeah. All right. She has small features. All right. Her ears are a little big. Her teeth. Uh, <laughs> Could you do that one more time? There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I've I heard people say that about her, but when I saw Rogue One, and I was like, "No, she's beautiful." But I mean, with her head shaved, she looks pretty mousy. Interesting. I I don't know. I don't. I I thought she, I thought she looked fine. She looked fine. She looked like somebody who had cancer. Um. Um. That's it. Hmm. That's all I didn't like. <laughs> it was a really, it was a really slow movie. Um. <clears throat> And I liked that. Like I love yeah. slow burn things, but it like it played with your expectations because I don't know about you guys, but I expected we would get the third tale, and then it would be like, okay, like there's your tale. Now give me the truth, and we're done with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third tale was rather short. Yeah, 
It was. And I was like, that's really, that's not what I. And it came late because yeah. he comes that, that third night and he's mm-hmm. like, it's not time yet. And it's like, why'd you show up then? Yeah. Yeah. Fix my mom. And, uh, so I, that, I don't know. It played with your expectations a little bit. I liked that. I also liked how we, his nightmare was what, uh, was there all along. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was very much, and it wasn't exactly what you thought it would be. You thought it was like my interpretation of it. The whole whole movie was like, okay, he just doesn't want to lose his mom. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, that's not very creative. Yeah, I was like, that's not very anything. Like I'm just kind of like, okay, like if that's the payoff here, like uh, I I I don't know. Like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. But then when they when they got there, I was just like, wow. Um. I don't know. I, I was impressed by. I was definitely impressed by the monster. Uh, I thought more Swamp Thing than I did Groot hmm. or Treebeard, huh? Or Treebeard. I thought Groot. Um, I don't know what I. I don't remember thinking anything really when the movie started, but um, I had pretty much avoided everything before this except for it kept showing up in my Facebook. Then finally, one, the video happened pretty fast, and I saw his just face, and I'm like, is that Groot? <laughs> and that's right. the only time I really thought that. But then once the movie started, he was very much his own thing. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, you see his transformation from the tree to the monster, and that kind of sets him apart with the fire glowing from inside of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, uh, which was beautiful. Like that yeah. CG looked fantastic. <laughs> um, There's a lot of ways that this movie could have gone wrong, and they CG delivered. Is yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and then it when it breaks through the wall. Uh, into his bedroom that was actually practical too so that's was it cool. oh wow yeah. okay i i half wondered especially after the second okay so we start watching the movie he goes into his dream state 1207 right um and then the first time he meets he meets the monster they go through their talk um first story whatever and the second story he destroys an entire room and it made me wonder, like, is it not a dream state he's going in, but like an hallucination sleepwalking state? Kendall has something to say. I think he's real. I think he's real, too. <laughs> I, I think he's real, too, Kendall. Well, let's go ahead and break that down, then, since we're already there. I don't think there's much more movie to cover <coughs> up until we, we do don't want to depress scenes. the hell out of everyone. Yeah. But yeah. let's get to arguing. <laughs> no. yeah. um, you think he's real? I do. And by that, what do you mean? Uh, the monster? It's a real mm-hmm. thing. He's a thing. He's real. And uh, when he destroys stuff and it's back to normal, like he destroys his wall, Connor's wall, and then the next day it's fine. How Did do you interpret that? It's magic, guys. What's wrong with you? Okay. Is that why you, you feel, Seth? Um, I don't. I think it's one of those unexplainable things mm-hmm. like um, ghosts or terrorists i think like <laughs> i'm sorry that was a joke no. <laughs> but uh, yes i thought it was funny uh, um i don't uh, like i think that it was something and i think it was more of a mental something but not necessarily that he was sleepwalking or no, i think, I, I think that real. There was there was something there that was real and it wasn't just himself imagining it. Okay. Listen. I don't know. It, I I can't. It, you clearly know it. that his mom went through the same thing when she was a girl and her yeah. dad died. Okay. And I he know never why. saw his grandpa, but 
the freaking monster has his dad's voice. No, his, you mean her dad's yeah, voice. Yeah, thank you. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I, no, I, I want to hear, say that here. too. Hold on, I, was, I got it. Before we let Matt uh, <laughs> go after, go after you two, he has to he has to go through me too because I believe that it was real. And <laughs> yeah. Maybe, and this is probably just because Matt likes to dig in, or he he not likes everything's to, a metaphor. Yeah, you're more of the metaphorical um, guy, but I, I like romanticizing into yeah. the fantasy worlds. Right. Uh, I like being much like we talked about Swiss Army Man, um, but. I don't know, especially at the end. I mean, there was a, a lot of questioning, but then at the end, I'm like, it's cool. So she experienced the same stuff. And she so saw him in my she mind, died. It's like Seth is trying to explain. It's almost like a, well, when the monster says, who's to say your life isn't a dream or, mm-hmm. or the rest yeah, of what's his, a dream? what, yeah, what's a dream. Um, and I like to think he's, I'm trying to explain this. Um, like there's layers, kind of like multiple um, dimensions, multiple dimensions, okay. kind of thing, and so he can come out. Nobody like can it. see him except for the people he wants to see him. I kind of like okay. I want to him as that's that's kind of, I don't want to say like that's God, kind of what, like but like an entity, sort of. That's like, kind of where yeah. okay, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I go with it. Um, actually, okay, uh huh. Um, he's not real. He's real. He's not real. He's a spirit from the spirit world. Hold he's on real. a minute. Let him go. Um, he's <laughs> he's not real. Like he doesn't. He does not physically manifest in this world. Okay. Regardless yeah. of what you see, um, he's kind of with. he's an entity, kind of like what you're talking about. Like he's he exists in a dimension, um, that is just simply just like a hair off from ours, always watching waiting Mm. to be called on um and he manifests for the sole purpose of obviously getting somebody through something whenever they are facing something that is just almost unbearable yeah um i believe that uh i believe that connor i kind of feel like connor sleepwalks and like when he did destroy things and whatnot like that was um that was all Connor. Like there was no real monster there. Like it was Connor wanting to get out of his anger and it was manifesting through the monster because I think the monster is what you need it to be. Like while it is a spirit that comes, like it is something like that that comes through for you to help you, you manifested into what you needed to be. Connor needed it to be very angry and to be able to destroy something. And so he did. Um. So that's my take. I feel like it's something that, certain people see it's so kind of and that that leads to the question do you think um the stories are historical that he tells yes Connor? i do i i i that i don't know i like to believe I, it I too like because to it, if yeah. this is a fantastical world or a different dimension can come through dimensions um I, there could be a witch in existence there could be. Um, and that I don't was know. really the only thing that Maybe was. Maybe those are multiple dimensions. Stories. Yeah. The Unless other... you take the invisibility as literal in the, the third story. Yeah. Right, the, right. The other thought I had whenever I was watching this um, was maybe, maybe, just maybe, like a lot of the movie wasn't necessarily real. 
The kid's in a coma. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Um, <laughs> not not quite the kid. Uh, but what if what if it was the mom? Like, she was on so many different, like, uh, drugs and whatnot. She like, thought she was a little boy? No. no she's <laughs> but she was imagining, happened. like, what mm. Connor was going through and, like, how Connor would deal with such a thing. Um and how he was really feeling like would he feel like this would he feel like that um that's actually what i think about uh ghostbusters that's that was all in dana's head that <laughs> was all in dana's head mm-hmm. okay but i mean i see what you're saying because here here's my thing if you pay close attention every time uh we get a monster appearance there are you see multiple bottles of pills you'll see it in the frame just before he shows up somewhere the only one it doesn't hold true is in the school. But if you look everywhere else, like there's always prescription bottles somewhere in the frame with Connor. Are you ready, Dad? Matt's crazy. But I don't know. <laughs> like I, I just like that's kind of where like I I thought I was like, well, wait a minute. Like because she does make eye contact with this creature, like is this kind of like her own way of dealing with death? Hmm. Is this kind of like her escape from being tied? to chemotherapy machines or whatever like i forgot same, about her her same the... escape whenever her dad hmm? her, like it, it was her her same escape whenever her mm-hmm. dad was dying and then she attached it to him too no yeah. i don't know like i mean that's I mean, that's of... one way of, yeah it's not that i i, I think it's funny that, that he to told her the same stories i forgot about the the <laughs> which is something... her looking at the monster too and and she calls the tree their friend um yeah. Until just now, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, which more goes into my interpretation, which is, I was thinking after it with that thing, maybe there's like their family chain Has is something. everybody in the stories, mm, and yeah, so they're all connected to this yeah. monster, and they can all I conjure thought, it. I had thought um, that while watching it. That's why she looks at it at the end. She's like, okay, friend, I'm ready. Thank yeah. you for leading my son. I mean that could be it, Don't be so- but yeah. it is just because like the him going through the notebook or, or her old uh, art book and sketchbook whatever and seeing the stories like that's that was something else that added to the theory that maybe this is her way of like she's kind of reliving her life and the struggles she went through projecting them onto Connor hmm. um, in her final days. I could see both, but I like I like to think still the one that we the more had. fantastic uh, we like ours better <laughs> <laughs> that's fine I just like to provide it, you with a different cool. point of view it's cool that it is a movie that you can do that with though yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, everyone there's vote of, there's a lot <laughs> of visual storytelling here yes um, and a lot of subtle things like I said like I watch movies differently since, especially since we've been doing this and like I pay attention to all the little details in the scene like huh like I take note of weird things like huh why is there a random pill butter bottle at the grandma's house? Like, I thought that was. Weird. But yeah, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed the movie, and uh, it was definitely a mo- like one of those rare movies that just like will tear you down. Like, if you do not feel anything after watching this movie, I, I question like are you man Trent? or Trent? Yeah, Trent didn't cry, and that doesn't I'm not mean that cry, he didn't. He didn't feel you, anything, but he didn't cry. <laughs> I think he's a machine. <laughs> I think he is too. <laughs> Except Maybe for I was there when he was born. But uh, I mean, only a machine wouldn't like would would have something to complain about Rogue One. Oh yeah, he could just sure. be a psychopath. Maybe <laughs> probably a probably runs the family, yeah, a sociopath too. for sure. Mm. No, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, if you know, I feel I like know, he would have killed. Missing, I if he was going to kill anyone, he would have killed me a long sociopathic. I guarantee it. Android. No, you're too obvious. <laughs> True. Actually, really, if anybody, he'd kill somebody that's only just a mere acquaintance to him, but mm. is in your lives to punish you. So don't you. hang out with Matt anymore. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, <laughs> if anybody dies from him, it's gonna be me. <laughs> for the me. for the new listeners, uh, Trent is Seth's brother who was on our Rogue One podcast, and he complained about the movie. And now so he's I've not given him crap back. about just it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crap. I don't understand. I it. don't. I don't get that at all. I've actually not in heard my a mind, thing. like when I was walking out of the theater with tears, like dry tears, still caked on in. my Dude, face what? and around my eyes and stuff. Like I was like, that movie was a masterpiece. Like it was. We had yeah, we had talked about. I mean, we've already done. Have we done a masterpiece movie yet? Yeah, no. we did. No, one. we did a child's no. favorite. No, uh, Labyrinth. That was child's oh, that favorite. Was but child. we've talked about doing it, and like we're not gonna. Do, but like I would put this in my masterpiece list. I I mm. think I might too. I need to watch yeah. it one more time, but I think I might too. Yeah. I in my mind like I well for one I really like tragedies. Like I like reading tragedies. I I like feeling that pain. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Okay. I, Without I, having to kiss. Did you ever watch Tristan and Isolde? Yeah. No. I oh, liked you it. You should watch it. Okay. You well, would love to, it. To you will me, love it. You have to send me it's the name sucks. of it. I don't normally love tragedies, but I did enjoy this one because, I don't know, it fit me. I like the fantastical thing. Yeah. And I, I understand <clears throat> what Seth means. Like, he, he often says that. And I often wonder if that has something to do with, like, feeling like maybe if it's harder for you to... Uh, like deal with emotions in reality. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need yeah. something m- stronger like this movie. Yeah. I, no, if, I think like for me, definitely. I'm just more emotional than Seth. Usually in real life, like I probably cry more than Seth in normal situations. So <laughs> for him, he needs something a bit stronger like this yeah. movie. No, that's true. Like whenever I'm sad, I'll usually like watch a movie or listen to music. That'll make me upset. Cause that'll help me get to that point. Yeah. Push you along. Yeah. I get that. <clears throat> Plus, like I like I like experiencing artwork, um, books, music, movies that make me feel something in a strong degree, mm-hmm. and I do really like feeling that like sort of I like it whenever something can make me feel pain, like without actually like hurting me physically. I don't know why I made a jabbing motion for those who are listening. So really, Kendall should follow you to the next movie and be like, oh, he's not he's not paying attention to the sad part. He's not sad enough. Just- <laughs> Stab. Oh. Yes. I am curious now uh, what your favorite scene is since since you did enjoy this movie so much. Because there's so much greatness of this movie. You said it. Yeah. You said it could make a uh, a masterpiece list for you. Yeah, definitely. Um. Oh, uh, favorite scene. There's so many good scenes. Like the whole movie, like, this is one of those rare movies where like I think of a scene and then there's another scene and there's another scene and then it's just the entire movie that like was just really, really great. And it was like a slow-paced movie, yeah, which slow usually burn. those kind of movies are harder to pick like a certain scene that was just my favorite, um, which I like those slow-burning movies as long as it's done well but um um i really 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 loved the scene whenever he destroyed his grandma's room mm-hmm. um not because i loved it but because like i felt like that like 
I was watching it. I was like, no, no. You know, and then the grandma comes in. Grandma. And, and like, she didn't react in the way that I had imagined it. Like, yeah. she was just sad. The whole time you're like, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? I thought she was just going to tear into him, you know? Uh-huh. And she she didn't at all. And that was a recurring theme. Like, he was getting, like, I'm not in trouble. He asked that. Like, mm-hmm. what, like What good would come from that? Right. And that was the start of it, and it was cool. And, and that goes back to him wanting to be punished for his thoughts yeah. of mm-hmm. it wanting to be over. Yeah. Yes. And so that was the start of that, and that was something that I thought was really real and enjoyed. Um, the stories, all of them, were some of my favorite parts. Um, hmm. The ending... You gotta, only, only one. One. you gotta I'm, pick I'm one. You gotta pick one. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pick. pick. I'm gonna pick the scene when he destroys his grandma's room. Okay. So good. Good for you, Kendall. Um, I'm gonna pick when she finally opens up that room. Mm. Mm. And yeah. Says she was been because you like you remember that that's where she went after he destroyed. Yep. That and she's in stuff oh. and she's in there. She doesn't open it. She gives him the key. And yeah. He goes and opens. But yeah, yeah I know what you mean. But. That was nice. And How she cool had it, it all set up for him. And Did anyone expect that to be his mom's room? Artwork. Yeah, I expected it to be his mom's yeah. room. Because oh. he had tried to open it at one point and it was locked. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't think of it. I was just like, oh, I wonder what she's got in there. Dead bodies or something. I knew it was the mom's <laughs> room. I, I thought it was either going to be the mom's room or her room because it wasn't quite clear where her room was. Yeah. So I was like, maybe. Her Fifty Shades of Grey room. I was 100% yeah. sure that it was his mom's room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <dungeon>. <laughs> above ground dungeon <laughs> yeah my favorite scene was the car ride after she finds oh, him in the I tree I almost picked that like that is so real yeah like they're both dealing with this in their own way and they have they're like we have to do this like we have to do it together and yeah it's not gonna be easy mm-hmm. but if you're here with me like we can do it and we can make the best of it and that just like like Sigourney Weaver in this movie was sublime. Mm. So she was, and that was something I really liked too. Was like with movies like this, there's if when that scene happens, it's usually like a hug, and you just get this feeling like oh everything is gonna be all right. But in mm-hmm. that scene, it was so real in a sense where like they didn't all of a sudden become alike or anything like that. They were very different, and they acknowledged it, and yet they were willing to Work. move on and we forward. Yeah, despite I heard her say she, uh, it was fairly simple to come up with a British accent because her mother was British. Oh wow! Yeah, she had okay. very like, uh, like, was it Irish? Oh, it was British. No, it was British, yeah. but it's kind of like it's more it's more northern because like it's not as like the more south you go, the worse it gets. Mm. Like the thicker it gets, it seems like. Hello, yeah. governor. Things like that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's something really cool about the yew tree too. I mean, I mean, actually, all I had ever known about the yew tree was that they used it for making bows, and because mm-hmm. um, it's really, um, with with bows, they usually have to use multiple different types of wood to make it so that it won't break. With My the favorite scene <laughs> was when Man. right, yeah. I was gonna let you finish. Thank it's you. when when it's you co- go. It's cool stuff. <laughs> when you go to the uh, to his new room and he opens up the book. And uh, finally realizes that so you his like mother, his no, he. I don't care about him opening the room when he opens up the book and he sees 
dad, his mother knew the monster too. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so cool. Right. Connections. Connections. His mom's got all the sweet hookups. Mm. Not anymore. God. No. God. No, she's she's with him. Yeah. She's with the monster in the spirit realm. Yeah. Just one dimension off. Bet you anything a new yew tree starts to grow up. <gasps> I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> I can't wait for my new favorite I franchise. I swear to God, if there is a <laughs> fucking sequel. Monster Calls 2. Monster Calls in Space. Somebody's going to... Yeah, no. Like Somebody's going to need a monster. We're it's going like on an a alien trip. sort of thing. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver has the face, the monster. Next time it'll be a rock monster. No, it'll be a truck. They'll call it Monster Trucks. <laughs> oh, God. God. Monster honks? It'll be Monstar. Uh, oh, God, uh, no. This movie came out wide release uh, on the 10th. So last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? it's not made its budget yet. What? Well, that's weird. Well, no, actually, it's not weird. Here's I was going to ask you, where did you guys see this movie? The Warren. The Warren. What time did you see this movie? Uh, Wednesday, 6.55. There were at least like 10 people other there, than us there. Okay, so my theater had probably about maybe 20 people, okay? And all the theaters I could find like were only playing at one time. Oh. Like The Warren s- had multiple times. It's yeah. not even there anymore. Oh. Yeah. Like uh they they had it at uh Cinemark. I saw it at Cinemark on 71st Street at 2:30. That was the only one they had. Um all the other theaters there was like a 10:30 and like an 11:55 like but at separate theaters, like every theater just had one single showing of this movie. I was like, what the f- There what? was probably 20 people in ours, but it was a 70-seat room. Yeah, well, this they played it on one of the uh, one of the larger screens. Like, actually, it was kind of distracting because uh, it played like, uh, like you'd go in and you'd watch Batman Superman, like that kind of size of screen, like mm-hmm. the main screens. Um, and it was distracting because like on my left, I got beat it from Sing... On the, cause this movie is very quiet, yeah. mm-hmm. very quiet. The score is very, very subtle, but it's good. It was, but it's very subtle. But like, I heard, I heard "Beat It" from Michael Jackson going on in the movie "Sing" on my left, and then on my right, I heard gunshot after gunshot from <laughs> Underworld, and like, it was in, awesome. It was in one of the quietest moments where. Uh, he like he goes in to see his mom after he's like destroyed the room and it's all very quiet and awkward and then it's like <laughs> I was like what? terrible. Yeah. I was like, what is uh like you gotta be kidding me. We were like spot on. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that yeah. was the really same key weird. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> see, you won't have that problem at the Warren. Yeah, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, I've yeah, never heard but the movie next to us. The projected gross was supposed to be around ten million from one thousand five hundred twenty-three theaters over the weekend, but it just made six hundred fifty-nine thousand on its first day, and so they lowered the projections to two million. That's really sad because it's a beautiful movie. It's it a amazing great movie. And I'm uh, definitely going to get it on Blu-ray it, whenever that comes out. It finished the first weekend uh, 13th. Wow. I mean, this is definitely an art house studio film. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. it's as art housey as they come in terms of, like, studio movies go because usually, like, this stuff's left for the indies. And mm-hmm. so we would never have a proper Monster Calls 
if they were trying to do it on like an independent budget because I'm sure the budget for this thing is probably like sixty million dollars or something because of the effects, right? Yeah, uh, 40, 43. 43 million dollars. So it's mm-hmm. short six million right now. Uh, or just under. They'll make it. Wait, when the sh- DVD comes how much? Out. How much money has it made so far? Thirty-seven point eight. Okay, million that's, yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. They'll make their budget, but I mean, then you got to put marketing. Usually, marketing is two thirds of the production budget. So keep that in mind. I associate Liam Neeson a lot with uh, Darkman. I actually, that's one I haven't seen. Yeah, we need to watch it with Seth sometime. All right, guys. I man, I cannot keep track of how many times I have to say that, and I'm always so embarrassed. You know, so many movies. (laughs) I don't think Kendall's seen it either. Listen, listen. Why is it called a monster calls? Actually, um, I know you had brought that up. The kid um, called the monster. In the book, and the I only know this because I eyes. because I listened to so Liam Neeson read, read it. it, and in it, um, key again. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, <laughs> he hears his name before he even sees the monster, and I can't remember if that's how the movie was like he no. said his name or nope. not no. but that's nope. why the book is called the monster calls is because the the monster was actually calling to connor i could see it uh, yeah he says, that, that could definitely be uh, the difference is me. in the book it actually happens whereas in the movie it doesn't but i could see it being a more of a physical calling um rather than verbal because all of the stuff in the room starts moving towards the tree like okay. the pencil rolls off the table and rolls to the wall i yeah. could see that as counting as a call yeah, I mean, but he says, "Like you what is, called what is me, calling me in that Connor direction." O'Malley. And Connor's the monster, or at least in Connor's eyes, he is because of how he feels for his truth. Um, he did say that, yeah. So, mo- a monster calls. Connor call, like yeah, that's exactly like to me. That's what I took it as. Hmm. Okay, I like it. Oh, so you're saying the kid's a monster? Got yes. You. Well, he had the kid believed that he was a monster. a monster. Like he mm-hmm. wants to be punished. He has like terrible feelings he feels like he should not hmm. very deep movie and I love that deep deep getting deep on geek cinema podcast almost as deep as Liam Neeson Liam Neeson's voice peanut? <laughs> I tried <laughs> I can't do it I've got a very specific set of skills that's not even close I was just being oh, I deep. can't remember what it is that he says. <laughs> I hate all of this. I, I, yeah. God, I think you I'm can do so it sorry. Than I can. <laughs> Jeez, Kendall. I take back my song. Oh, man. Good. But you that was stole such it from a someone special else. thing. Yeah, cross, cross Kendall saying that hurtful thing off the list. <sighs> that was you also Everett it. making that sigh, not me. <laughs> <sighs> Still Everett. <laughs> Cutting out all of Kindle's words right there. <laughs> Edit. Hey everybody, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast and join us next week for either a podcast over M. Night Shyamalan's um, filmography or Split. We're going to go see it, like we talked about in the podcast, and we're going to watch all of his other movies and go over those. 
I don't know if we'll do which podcast will come first. Just uh, if you subscribe, you won't have to worry about having that knowledge in your mind right now because it'll update you automatically. Um, other than that, if you want to hit us up online, you know, say hi, give us suggestions for movies you want us to talk about. Uh, Facebook.com slash Geek Cinema Pod, Twitter.com slash Geek Cinema Pod, Instagram at Geek Cinema, or our website Geek Cinema Pod. You know it. You know the deal. GeekCinemaPod.com. Go say hi to us. Other than that, guys, have a great week. Wait.